Yesterday we began the discussion of breakaway minyanim, of leaving an existing shul and forming a new shul and building a new shul, and we were discussing some of the considerations involved before doing it. So the two things we mentioned yesterday, number one is that when you have an existing minion of many people, that has a din of Baroiv Am, Hadras Melech, that when you have a lot of people there, so it's more hither, it's more covered for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there are many people davening together. So by cutting that minion in half, you are taking away from Baroiv Am, Hadras Melech. So we said that if it's either a mitzvah de Raisa or even a mitzvah de Rabbanan, then one can, can be makel and have a second shul and not be concerned for the concept of Baroiv Am, Hadras Melech. That's number one, that was discussed by the Magan Avram. The second consideration is, brought down by the Radvaz, that really ultimately it is beautiful when you have an entire seaboard davening together and everybody's davening ba'achtos, but he gives four reasons why he would recommend in certain scenarios to, to break away, to, to separate, to have different minyanim, and he says that's unfortunate, but sometimes that would be the better of the two options. So, so we already have two considerations before breaking away. One of them was and the second one was having a communal achtos, davening, everyone davening together. So that was yesterday's share. Today we'll discuss another consideration. This has to do with the chayshe mishpat, the monetary uh, ramifications of breaking away from a shul. So the primary source for this if, you, if one wants to look in the halachic work, would be the Igris Moshe. The Igris Moshe, Moshe Feinstein, he has three different tshuvas that discuss, you know, breakaway type of minyanim. Number one is an Archaim Chelek Aleph, Simon Lamar Aleph. He was asked about breaking away from an existing shul and now opening a new shul. But the question over there was, can you open a shul in a, he calls it some type of club, or maybe a dance club, a place where they did pritzos. Is there a problem of using that as a shul? So, that's the first half of the tshuva. And the second half, he discusses this sugya of building new shuls. Is there a mitzvah? That's tshuva number one. Tshuva number two, which we'll, we'll, we'll focus on today, is when you had a, a rav that had an existing shul, and then many people got upset at the rav, and they decided they wanted to go on their own and make a new shul. So, that's, so he, his question is, can they go leave the old shul and make a new shul? And his third tshuva is... Seems like they were they were taking four existing shuls that were in Scranton, four existing shuls, and they were turning it into one major shul. So you would think it's a good idea. So on one hand, the Moshe Feinstein was concerned they were going to turn this into a conservative uh, synagogue or something like that. And he talks about the benefits you do have by having four different shuls as opposed to having one shul. So three different shuvas, three different points, three different angles on this Shiloh, and. We will, we will try to get to, to uh, all of Rav Moshe Feinstein's points over the next year or two. Let's take a journey in Chosh Mishpat because the second shuva that Rav Moshe wrote is talking about when you're opening a new shul and you're leaving an existing shul. So this existing shul, let's say we'll call him Rabbi Schwartz. Rabbi Schwartz has a shul in Brooklyn and doesn't say his name in the shuva. And he built the shul himself. He's, he's, he's open for business for a couple of years already. And he's making a pranasa. He's getting a salary from the shul, or the shul, they're paying him rent. Whatever the whatever the setup is, his pranasa is coming from the shul. And now imagine he had a hundred mispalim, and now seventy-five of them decided we're leaving. We're going to abandon ship. We don't like this rabbi, and we're going to open our new shul. So now this rub of the existing shul 
will no longer be able to pay his bills. He will no longer be able to have parnasa. So that gets into the question of what we call hasagas gavul, of taking away or yoyre the umna shachaveroi, going into the into the uh, umnas, into the craft of your friend. The classic example people say is that you have a uh, bagel store open on Avenue M in Flatbush, and two minutes later, or two months later, another bagel store opens right next door to him. Isn't that a problem of Hasagas Gvul? So as you mentioned yesterday, typically anyways, the first bagel store opened when there was another bagel store, he put him out of business, but let's assume he didn't. So the question is, is there a problem of Hasagas Gvul? So the truth is, if you want to, to uh, know how to act, what to do, so there's two different areas to, to discuss. There's a Gemara, the Gemara in, in Makris tells us there's a concept of being Shiloyeri, the Umna Shachaveroi. There's actually a Pasuk in Devarim, it says, Aramasagvul Re'eu, which is not really discussing this halacha, but there's a concept you find throughout uh, the Talmud Bavli that beyond the Iker Hadin, beyond the the, the strict halacha of what's mutter and what's aser, there's a concept of, of midas chasidus here. If you look at the Debrei Chaim, he says, Noyagim Yisrael Kedoshim, Lifroish Melahasik Vul Gabi Koldover, Shehumi Chuyois Chaveroi. The minog is, according to the Debrei Chaim, the Tzanzarov, that anything that is going to damage my friend's business, our minog in Kalayasol is to just stay away. Even though you could say halachically it's mutter, we have this in Kashras. I work in Kashras, so there's a, there's a, there's different agencies have different standards. Some agencies will not uh, take a, a product or will not take a company from an existing ashkach unless they really, you know, ask them permission and go, you know, the entire not, you know, just keep asking, making sure they're not stepping on anyone's toes. Well, there are other hashkach agencies that go with the strict halacha. That when it's mutter, they will take the company. When it's asr, you hope they won't. They won't take the company, but. You see, there's different standards, but you see from the Debrei Chaim that there's a Noig in Yisrael Kadoshim, the Shulchan Harav says the same thing, that there's a, a Midas Chasidus, even the Aruch HaShulchan says it. The Aruch HaShulchan says, Kol HaShodavar, Kol Ish Yisrael, Tzarech Lizar, Lebli Lahasig, Vorayu, Af Bedavar, Kal, Uvahamasig, Lo Yir Batayva, you're not going to see good. Ayhu, Ayzara, Yediyu, your children, Vahazar, Bezeh, Zoyche La'atzma, Ulazari. If someone is, is careful about this, he's sensitive not to ever touch upon another person's business, so then you'll have benefit for you and your children. So there's definitely beyond the letter of the law. So before we get into the letter of the law, I just wanted to point out, there's a, most of the Hasidas of trying to avoid this at all costs. But again, people are, are running businesses, and you have to know what's halacha, and we'll try to be machmer as much as we can, but what is the strict letter of halacha, and when, when is it us, or when is it mutter? So the Gemara in Baba Basra has a following uh, memra of Rav Huna. Rav Huna said, that lets you have someone who is in this mavoi, and he has a uh, mill, and he's grinding wheat. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, That there's a halacha is, you could be ma'akev, someone who is opening a mill in the same mavoi as you. So you are in the same mavoi, in the same, we'll call it the same town. It is complicated halacha, what is the same mavoi? Do we go by town? Do we go by community? Do we go by city? Do we go by state, country? Whatever. But let's assume it's in the same town, whatever we call town. So the halacha is, according to Rav Huna, you can stop someone from opening the mill, from opening a, uh, a flower processing plant in the same community as you, and we'll call this hasagas gvul. That's the shita of Rav Huna. 
If you look later on in the Gemara, the Gemara brings down a machoikes, the Chachamim and Rabshim Ben Gamliel. According to the Chachamim, the halacha is a person could say, you do your work, I'll do my work. There's no problem of Hasagas Gvul. That's the sheet of the Chachamim. And that argues that so Rav Huna is not going with the Chachamim. Rav Huna is going with another sheet of Rav Shimon Ben Amlil. But you have a classic Machlekes. According to the Chachamim, there is no problem of Hasagas Gvul. You are allowed to open your bagel store right next door to your friend. There's no assuming you live in the same town, it's, it's your community. So you, that's where you work. You're allowed to open your bagel store next door to your friend's bagel shop. No problem. However, Rav Huna argues, Rav Huna says, based on the Rav Shimon Megamliel, that if you're from the same, even if you're from the same village, you are not allowed to. This is a problem of Hasagaz Kuvol. So how do we paskin? So if you look at the Gemara itself, the Gemara gives you a few scenarios where we would be machmir. Everybody would agree. The Gemara brings down a case of of a catching fish, that if someone already spread out his nets or dropped his fishing line and you come to his area, so there everybody agrees that it'll be a problem. Why? The Gemara says fi- trapping fish is different and there's machlekes, what that means. Either it's because you already made a kinyan by putting out the bait, so perhaps you have a kinyan hagba that the fish are swimming up to the bait. That might be one of the, one of the reasons why it will be different. Another reason is that you, you put a tremendous effort. You, you went there, you parked your boat, you set up your fish, you set up your net, so you, you, you ex- expended a tremendous amount of effort. So for someone to now come and take away your customer, or take away your fish, so that would be us, sir. So that everybody agrees, depending how you read this Gemara, that that case will be different. But how do we pass in, in the original discussion? Can someone open a bagel store right next door to his friend? So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, if he quotes what he says in the Beis Yosef, that we pass in like the Chachamim, and that's the sheet of the Rambam, and the Ramban, and, and the Antoisvis, and come out all the Rishonim hold, like the Chachamim, not like Rav Huna, and therefore there is no problem of Hasagas Gvula, we call it, when it comes to people that live in the same neighborhood, there is no problem. There is a sheet of the Aviyasa, the Raviyah, that argues, but all the Rishonim hold, come out all the Rishonim hold, that there is no problem. Comes along the Ramah. The Ramah wrote a few Svarim, one of them was the Chuvas Haramah, then he wrote the Darke Maisha, and he also wrote the Ramah, on Shulchan Aruch. So in all three of these svarim, he writes that even, even the Chachamim would agree that if it's Bari Hezeka, if it's for sure going to damage the other guy's business, it's going to ruin his business for sure. So then even the Chachamim would agree that it's also one cannot do that, even if you live in the same Mavo, even if you live in the same community, the same town, if it's going to destroy his business, it would be a problem. That's how the Chassam Cypher Paskins, and that's how Rav Moshe Feinstein Paskins in many chuvos, and he also brings it down in the case of the shul. So what's, how do we define you're going to ruin his business? Rav Moshe says, he brings proof to this, and the Chassam Cypher says it as well, that if, he, if you're ruining his business, that he won't be able to live normally, whatever uh, class he is in, or whatever you know, middle class, upper class, whatever is considered normal for someone like him, whatever is considered normal parnasa, so then... If, if he's still able to make that parnasa by you opening your bagel store there, so alakhali it's mutter. But if you're, go, you're going to put him out of business, or you're going to take away enough business from him that he won't be able to live a normal lifestyle, obviously, Paiskim have to be involved figuring out what is a normal lifestyle if someone is being naked like this. But as long as he could have his normal lifestyle, there's no problem. But if he can't, that's called Bari Hezeka. And the Ramah says, even the Shulchan Aruch would agree to me that if it's Bari Hezeka, then... If it's Bari Azeka, then it will be a problem. So 
that's where the Shilas come up, is Manazet. Meaning you have someone that lives in the same Mavoy, the same property, the same community, and they're opening a store next to each other. So obviously you have to go to a best and you can't just you know, ask someone, what do you think? Every, every time there's a halacha case in Chosh Mishpat, you need to have both sides present. So you go to a Bezdin, and the Bezdin has to figure out what type of community it is, is there enough business for both, and proceed from there. Now, there are many other heterim involved when it comes to the halachas of Asagas Gvul. There's a heter, for example, if the, the difference of price. If someone's overcharging and you're going to charge normal price, so it's good for the community. So then we would waive this concept of Asagas Gvul. Let's say the quality is different, or it's two different products. There will not be a problem of Asagas Gvul. Additionally, many places can say that today the marketplace is not necessarily based on your location, not on your, your street address. Even if you do food, a lot of the food orders are, are, being, are done by Uber Eats and deliveries, so you, you could theoretically open two miles down the road and still have the same amount of customers. And you have the argument the other way, this is Rav Sturmbach's argument, that when you have one store in town, so then you do not have a marketplace. But when you allow other stores to open up, Competition actually makes it a, a shopping center, and people are accustomed to paying for food and for clothing. So usually it ends up benefiting both stores if we allow for competition. Additionally, Rav Asher Weiss, in his Shuvah and Chasasher, he says that if we would not allow competition, so then we would still be on horse and buggy. He said, imagine Henry Ford came out with his car, and, and the people said, no, you can't. You can't have a car. You're going to put the horse and buggy out of business. And if we would listen to them, we would still be back with our horse and buggy. Or if you live in uh, my generation, so if you're born in my generation, we'd still be stuck with the, uh, the original iPod. We would not be able to have iPhones and other uh, advanced uh, things that we're used to because you need to have competition. You need to have uh, people pushing pushing the envelope. So there are many Ethereum. Again, if someone has a Shila, he's opening a store, he's opening a, uh, a business, and he might be competing with another from business. So, of course, ask a Shila. But these are the base, that's the basic sugi and the basic Ethereum. So tomorrow we'll now take this information and now we'll view the shul situation. Someone's opening a new shul. So is it, a different, is it considered a different market, a different price? Is it a different quality? Is it a different, uh, are you allowed to? Are you taking, is it called... Bari has Zeka, that you're for sure going to damage the other person's salary. So all these things have to be taken into consideration. And then we'll actually see that there are many, many poets can argue with Ramayusha Feinstein about this whole assuming that this concept of Asagas Gvul applies to our discussion of shuls. So we'll see some other opinions, some other perspectives as we continue our discussion of the breakaway minion.